to the VIP Show Podcast. This is Jose Aristimuño, bringing you the biggest names in the game of business, entrepreneurship, and life to help you level up, get inspired, and become the most successful you. You already know the VIP Show. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the VIP Show with your host, Jose Aristimuño. Folks, uh, you know, I told you as, as we're coming towards the last quarter of the year that I was going to bring the heat. I mm. told you that we were going to bring the best of the best, the most inspiring stories from all walks of life. And I think my next guest is a perfect, it's a perfect example of this, man. He's a 12-time cardiac arrest survivor. Mm. Bless your soul, brother. Podcast host. A coach, personal coach, and personal development, and everything else you can think of. My great friend, Kevin Marcus Meller. Kevin, What's man, up? so good to have you on the show, man. Jose, my man. What's good, buddy? How you doing? Brother, man, I, I am doing well, man. Life is good. good. I'm in I'm in sunny Florida, which is not too sunny right now because there's a <laughs> hurricane uh, in, in northern Florida, so... You know, my 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 heart and my prayers go up to 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 Northern Florida and Tampa area. Definitely, definitely. I'm, I'm I saw, man, you was working for Obama too, and I was like, man, I'm with the heavy hitters today. Got to get my, <laughs> got to get ready. <laughs> Shout out to the big to the big boss, man. Yes, uh, yes, Barack Obama, man. That was the greatest honor of my life serving awesome. that man, um, in in the administration and in, in the healthcare, you know, in the health mm. sort of industry. So everything, if you remember the Zika virus, Ebola. Yep. On yep. that whole of issue. Thank God there was no COVID uh, back when I was working. <laughs> I had enough pandemics, man. I had enough to worry about. I lost some hair in the process. Uh, but but it's all good, man. Thank you for coming on the show, Kevin. We, we appreciate it, man. You know, I, 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 I we got some friends in, in common. The great team yes, story and, and, and some others, man. Brother, you know, it, it's just before we get into the, you know, the, the 12th time carding arrest survivor, you know, surviving. No, no, one, two, three, 12, man. <laughs> yeah. 12, man. Yeah, man. 12. I mean, if, if God, you know, if you're not a miracle, man, if God is not working through you, man, I don't know. who, I don't know what is. I mean it. And I'm, I'm, this is not even a religious podcast, by the way. And right. some folks might not even be religious. But I mean, damn, man. <laughs> Before we get into all of that, who was Kevin Marcus Miller, the little boy? Hmm. You know, I was, I think I, I would compare myself to maybe like a childish Gambino um, in terms of my type of quirkiness when I was younger. I also was into songwriting and making music, um, mm -hmm. and that was very... Uh, difficult because I grew up in an environment where there was only white white folks, so white kids that I grew up with, and so I felt kind of out of place. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I wasn't really sure of who I was, where I fit in. Uh, too white for or too black for the white kids, too white for the black kids. I just felt uh, out of place, and so I think early Kevin was was seeking validation. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I also was experimenting on what parts of my identity were going to get me the furthest in the world, whether that was making music, whether that was uh, sports. You know, I played basketball. Actually, funny story, I went to school with Zach Levine, 
uh, oh, NBA wow. all-star. Yep. So he was, <laughs> I remember, I'll never forget it, man. He, he, he killed me in our games. <laughs> oh my God. Like, oh, so I... oh man. He's so good. Even back then. I mean, he was younger wow. than me, two, three years younger. And I mean, he was just a monster. <laughs> so he, he dunked on me. Oh, maybe not dunk, but he shot a three on me a couple times. <laughs> man, that's, a, that's a great story, brother. That's a great story. Yeah, so I was, you know, around people and, but, hey, but by, I, by the way, that, that's not a bad person to get. To get oh, not at all. By, not by, at all. Not at all. <laughs> looking back at it now, it's like I'm glad it was him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I was I was lost, man. I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really sure of myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, wow, man. It's interesting. I always, I'm always curious because it's easy to talk about the present, right? And 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 it's easy, I would say, to talk about the future. But I like to get people deep, man. I like to take them to the past and. And sometimes, again, or childhoods, you know, some of them are are are, are flowers and colors, but for some people are, are are tough, man. People go through through some tough times, and and a lot yeah. of what we decide, a lot of what we decide to define us, you know, mm. at times is is what and who we were, you know, growing up. Yeah, it's kind of like I always had something to prove, man. Like I remember, I'll tell you the story. My first day of junior high school, man, getting on the bus. And there's this kid, you know, ninth grader, seventh grade. And he says, you know, N-words aren't allowed to sit on the back of the bus, teasing me in front of all the kids, go to the principal's office, tell them what's going on. And then the kid actually, when I get back on the bus to go home, Jose, he actually followed me and he assaulted me on my very first day of seventh grade. Wow. So my reputation, you know, is like, oh, this kid's a snitch. He's weak. And I had mm-hmm. to carry that reputation. So I always felt like I had something to prove, my man. Because sure. people weren't seeing the real me. And it was always like think setbacks were continuing to happen to me, even in these weird circumstances where I, <laughs> it was my first day. I didn't even do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Right. So, you're like, come on now. Yeah. Wow. What's going on? So I always felt like I had something to prove, man. Would you say, would you say that you've you've always had something to prove? Yeah. Would you say that that sort of made you stronger and made you sort of like level up? <clears throat> it, it, for, it, yeah, bro. It forced me to realize like there's certain things in life that um, we measure and they're not going to bring us happiness, but they are the best way to keep score. And so yeah. if you can accept yeah. that and realize that, you know, your popularity, your bank account, um, your inspiration level, all those things are not the end all be all. But they are the way that people currently measure in our society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we didn't come up with the game, right? The game was already come. made. There you go. So I needed to learn how to play the game to get to where I wanted to go, whether that was becoming a songwriter. I've had you know music on different TV shows and movies um, or reinventing myself as a podcast host. Just sure. realizing that it's just it, 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 the comeback's always there, man. Like everybody loves a good comeback story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That way you're not going to fail, man. That's that's exactly right, man. So 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 let, let, let's get into it. I mean, yeah. you you I think first and foremost, you are before we get into the, the next subject. But I think what you are what they call a you know a serial entrepreneur, right? I mean, you got yeah. you've had you're a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a multifaceted individual, right? I right. mean, you're you're a musician. You're a <laughs> publicly failing lots of times. <laughs> yeah. But but you know, people like to talk about the successes, but they don't like to talk about the failures, right? I right. mean. Think about baseball players. People mm. always remember the home run. But, bro, some of those guys had to strike out 200 times mm. before they hit the big winner. 
Right. Right. But but people remember the wins. They they don't always remember the losses. Right. Um, but I, I think it's important to talk about them. Right. Twelve time cardiac arrest. Um now, and, and I'm not a doctor. Um mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm 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 very good at couple of good a couple of things, but not the smartest <laughs> in everything, right? I, I say that right off the bat, man. That's why I learned from the best. Um so a cardiac arrest is different than a heart attack. Thank you. I really okay. appreciate you saying that. A okay, lot of people, people get that people, very confused. They do. They do. No, they do. I had it's a lot it worse. A lot yeah. <laughs> worse than heart, heart attack can happen. You know, you're old, your your health's out of whack because uh-huh. you're not eating right. Cardiac arrest is, let me explain it like this. It's Please. the last stop in everyone's life is a cardiac arrest. Everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when, when they, you're about to go to the morgue, right? Sure. Time of death, cardiac arrest. Boom. He went so into that, cardiac that sound arrest. in the hospital. You have to be resuscitated. So remember in the hospitals when they have, you know, Grey's Anatomy and all that, it yeah, says, yeah. hey, do you want to have a um, resuscitation order? Right. Do you cool. want to? Right. That's what that is, is they're going to now resuscitate you. So without that resuscitation, whether it's CPR, ventilator, whatever, you're not coming back. Wow. So so it's were done. you resuscitated 12 times? A lot more than that. Yeah. A lot more than that. Until, wow. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it is, when did you get the first one? 2019. I was working a gig <clears throat> at the time. I was uh, learning marketing. So I was working at Microsoft okay. in Redmond, Washington. And um, it was in between contract gigs. So I was unemployed technically. So I was getting ready to go to my next gig. Mm-hmm. was actually interviewing the next week. <laughs> and so I'm um, a little bit stressed and I'm, oh, I got to get this gig. So I decided to go play some basketball, let out some stress. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I haven't hooped in a while. I'm a little rusty, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little yeah. rusty, but you know, I, I think I got it. So I, I'm coming up the court about three minutes in the game, got the ball in my hand. And this is all being told to me because I don't remember the day. Actually, sure, so. sure, sure. Coming up the court. Oh, snap. And it was just like the way people explained it to me, man, it was like a robot, like a switch was just. Like that. Wow, so, just turned off. Just boom. And I was um out for 10 minutes. Um, you know, no oxygen. Uh I, I had a basketball coach there. His name was Tim. And he mm-hmm. saved my life, man. He gave me CPR for 10 minutes. They got the AED machine. They called 911, got there in time, got that AED machine going. Um, and they actually what they ended up doing is they to protect my brain. They ended up putting me in an induced coma for three days to help let my brain heal. And then they were going to wake me up to see how well, <laughs> you know, what sure. damage was there. And so mm-hmm. miraculously, man, when I woke up, I had no brain damage. Wow. I mean, I, I, and that was that was the first one. <laughs> that was the first one, man. OK, so now now talk to me. And and this is so interesting to me, man. And I I, 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 I thank you. I appreciate you coming on the show. Of course. So. Did the 12, there's 12 of them. Did they all happen in in a short period of time? Did they happen sort of like year after year? Talk to me a little bit about that. Of course. So that first one in 2019 was, you know, there wasn't a diagnosis. So that's the problem is they weren't able to catch Mm -hmm. it when I was a kid. So they didn't know what the condition was, what was caused by it. And to this day, they still don't know exactly why, but it's very similar to LeBron James' son, you know, these high performing basketball athletes. Mm -hmm. You know, they have these things happen to them and and it's very random. So, um, you know, Damar Hamlin, similar kind of thing. And so that first episode, what happened is I left the hospital and they put in what's called a defibrillator. So in this side of my body, I look mm-hmm. like Iron Man. 
<laughs> there's a huge device in my body. Well, you're right a hero, brother. You're a hero. That's that's right. Thank you. And so that device, what happens now is when it senses my heart going into a dangerous rhythm, it will shock, send a huge voltage in my entire body. And so it will do shock you, me. Do you feel it? Do you feel it when that happens? It's probably the worst feeling a human can have. Yep. It's the equivalent of a horse kicking you in your chest. Wow. Wow. Very, very violent. Wow. Do, do you, how often does, this, does that happen to you? So the first one. Okay. 20, 2019, of course, that was August. And then I had another one in 2020. Um, and then I actually had a few accidental ones because the device was still calibrating correctly. And mm-hmm. so it shocks you inappropriately. I remember one time, man, I was taking a shower. <laughs> that was crazy, man. Like the mm-hmm. water, everything went red. So like the water's coming and then wow. it's just like, like, whoa, like, like what is happening? I feel like you feel like you were like in a movie. Oh, yeah. I thought I was getting shot at, man, because like the water's coming oh, at you, down goodness. at you. And you're like, oh, wow, so, that was insane. And then, you know, I had a couple more incidences, uh, 2021, 2022. Um, the, the biggest one. <laughs> were right. they because of the machine? Were they because of the oh, oh, in part? Because, like, were they were they were they almost were they like self-made in a way because of the no. machine or no no no, no. so there's okay. a, there's an inappropriate shock and an appropriate shock appropriate oh, okay. shock means that you needed it you needed the resuscitation sure yep so that that's you know they were recalibrating the device because it did misfire a couple times mm-hmm. but once that was cleaned up in 2020 i had a lot of real ones so the, the oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. so the real ones that happened is one time i went to go play basketball because the doctor said hey let's get you working out again right let's see if we can get you back to your normal activity mm-hmm. <laughs> same exact court and tim was right there what somebody called 911 what's going on right same exact spot wow but now i have the defibrillator so the, it shocks me so i didn't have to go into the hospital it just shocked me i'm back up i'm awake boom okay so now this is my new normal so i'm wow, upset man because i'm sitting there it's like man like this PTSD is out of control. You're walking around not knowing if you're going to get shocked. Of you're course, not- and that oh, that's that 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 had to sort of emotionally oh. hit you a little bit, brother. That's the real comeback. Like outside of the cardiac arrest, man, mm-hmm. I I have so much respect now for Marine veterans, man. Those guys, the type of PTSD they're dealing with, if it's anything like what I'm going through, I respect it. Wow, it, it, it's. Wow. It's not, you can't even explain it, man. It's like your entire nervous system is being altered. It's not just your feelings. Your entire nervous system is being um, reconfigured because now you have a new normal and you're actually in real danger, mm-hmm. right? So your brain is having to adapt to stimulus, right? So even little things like wearing my wedding ring, it feels a lot heavier because the ring, right? It interacts differently as a stimulus with your body. Sure, sure. Right. So you're able to have this new normal and you have to adapt. So I really encourage folks that, you know, struggle with PTSD like me to uh, get that help because there's no shame in it. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm on medication. It's very helpful and it makes it so that your life is better. So I'm really, really um, grateful, grateful for that, man. Wow, man. Wow. wow. Thank thank you for for sharing this and and being so open about it, brother, because that's the thing. People sort of, like you said, there's no shame in it, bro. We we all go through it. We all have issues, okay? We're all human. It's a human right. experience, right? right. Uh, 
wow, man. I'm, so do they know? I mean, so do you know why you got the first one in the, in, in the first place and why they keep happening? Do we have an idea? No. They just know that what they see in the scan is that <clears throat> on my heart, there seems to be a area um, that the electrical signal is not firing correctly. So basically, you know, your your heart is electrical, right? And it pumps mm -hmm, and things mm -hmm. like that. And um, there's some kind of malfunction there. They have no reason or idea why it's there, but they know that there's they can they can see it when they look at it. So the the next episode, man, the biggest one was uh, actually 2022, and that's where, <laughs> brother, this is where everything was like, okay, what are you really made of, man? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are you really made of? Talk you, to me you, about that, man. I'm at my grandma's 90th birthday. I'll never forget it, man. Got my wife on the FaceTime, phone up, walking in the kitchen, smiling. I was like, man, I feel hot. Something wrong. I feel hot. What's good? Phone in my hand. Man, my uncle caught me, man. I almost hit my head on the kitchen counter. Wow. Man, I, I had what's called a cardiac storm. So I had nine cardiac arrests back to back in five minutes. And I was shocked four times in five minutes. My goodness. So that was a whole nother level. I've never had a cardiac storm, right? I've had one or two, you know, arrests, but not nine back to back like that. So I remember looking up at my mom, man. I told her, I said, mom, please forgive me if I don't make it this time. Please forgive me. Cause I was giving it everything I got, man. Mm -hmm. Everything. I was hanging tough. Um, I was on my side fetal position. Um, I also remember in that moment being a lieutenant. And what I mean by that is the EMS team, when they came, obviously they need instructions on what medicine they can give you and things like that. So I was acting as a lieutenant and giving them instructions while I'm being shocked in real time. Wow. wow. And that's what I knew what I was really made of, how much pride I take in the fact that I stepped up. I didn't quit. I was in so much physical and emotional pain. I still was able to execute as a leader at the highest level in that moment. And that girl that was on the EMS team, it was actually her very first day. Wow. You know, you know for, first and foremost, I'm speechless and, and, and you're going to make me cry, man. I mean, it's, I, I, I'm in shock, you know, when when people tell me, if you're listening to the show, and I don't care if I lose some 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 listeners, but I, I could care less. I really mean it. When people when people tell me, or they challenge me or somebody, and they do not believe in miracles, listen to Kevin Marcus Miller's story. If you don't believe there's something greater in this universe, whether it's God, Allah, Buddha, mm -hmm. listen to Kevin Marcus Miller's story. If you do not think, if you do not think life is made of beautiful moments, mm -hmm. but also beautiful challenges and walls meant to be overcome, hills that were supposed to go through the other side. If you do not believe, if you do not believe that is possible, listen to Kevin Marcus Miller's story. Thank you, brother. I, I I appreciate it. I am so grateful for you. you. I am so grateful to God that 
put this beautiful conversation together here i mean it's it, you you are a vessel my brother we're all vessels but you are you are you are a vessel you are a messenger Thank you you are here for a mission brother you are here for a mission and clearly your mission is not done on this earth clearly you are still here because you're supposed to finish that mission and continue to impact human lives throughout this human experience that we call life. Wow, man. Thank you. I amazing. Means amazing. It means a lot. I always get emotional telling that story because you, you go back there, but I, I do that because I know <clears throat> the first time I listened to a podcast and I heard a cardiac arrest survivor tell their story, I felt so seen mm-hmm. and safe and safe because sure like just being real man it's not it's not like having a heart attack it's way different way different so the that's why so many people when they say oh like a heart attack is because that's the only thing that they can that they know and they can relate it to sure right and so anybody out there that's that's really struggling with ventricular tachycardia cardiomyopathy these 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 killers man the the cardiac arrest is part one the ptsd is part two your family is gonna be the one the reason that you get to part three that's exactly right talk to me talk to me about that talk to me about your family because i feel like your family is not only your family your immediate nucleus but also the the community that you've been able to build right and the thousand of people that you impact um through the comeback uh circle right of that you have and and the group coaching and the Mm one-on-one coaching talk to me a little bit about that so, you know, just being transparent, man, obviously when you have these cardiac arrests, that means now, you know, you're in, you got to go in the hospital, new regimen, all these things. And so I'm, you know, doing this business, trying this, doing, you know, because I'm not able, I wasn't really able these last four years to go into an office, way too much PTSD to do that. So I, I realized like, well, what's my superpower actually? What can I always help people with? Even if I don't have a marketing skill or a business or this or that, or I need to pivot. And I was like, man, if I'm just keeping it real, like I have one of the greatest comeback stories and I should own that. Why, why am I so ashamed to say that? What, what, what's up with that? So it took me a long time to work through that, Jose, because I was sitting there like, man, if I tell this story a lot, people are going to think I'm bragging or mm-hmm. something weird. And I was just listening to that inner critic. And so eventually, man, <clears throat> my wife, I'm just sitting there and I was like, Man, I could help like people way above me, nine figure, eight figure, billionaires, whatever. I can help them because because they're not going to like it's one thing to listen to somebody who's really successful in business and all these things. And they're telling you about resiliency. And mm-hmm. it's a whole different mm-hmm. thing when I'm telling you about. Oh, resilience. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a whole not it's even a whole the new same level. thing. Right. So it's a whole new level. I was like comparing it wrong. I was trying to act like I need to be Tony Robbins. Right. In order to give people resilience coaching, when really I just need to be Kevin, mm-hmm. and that was such a that was such an eye opening thing for me. So I said, "Oh, I'll just help people with their comeback because that's what I'm doing. I'm pivoting. I'm just coming back. Sure, cardiac arrest. Uh, this okay. We're gonna do this now. Doesn't matter how far I get or, or how big I fail or how successful it is because the fact that I didn't quit is all that matters. That's it." So I'm not concerned about, you know, how many people signed up or how many followers I got because I already won, man. 
already won. Yeah. I already won. And so I just, I just urge people listening, man, like really look at it objectively. If, if you beat cancer two times, you already won. Mm-hmm. You ain't got nothing else to prove. That's right. You're a winner. You could never right. sell a, a, a ticket to your event. It wouldn't matter. So, yeah, man, right now I'm in a beautiful season where I'm, I'm working on, you know, building uh, my freelancer profile as a, a marketing freelancer and continuing that, of course, helping people with their personal brand and telling their story, their comeback story, have a podcast, setbacks to comebacks, where our friend Tim Story, he was just interviewed. Um, his episode came out Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and my next chapter, man, I'm just being open to the universe, man. I'm being open to what uh, collaborations exist, what what sure. opportunities and and continue to help my health and and stay focused, man. That's that's it. You're doing a great job, man. And I know this is just just the beginning, man. I have no doubt, no doubt about it. Folks, you're listening to the VIP show. I'm your host, Jose Estimonio, the great Kevin Marcus Miller, man, podcast host, personal coach, uh, 12-time cardiac arrest survivor. Thank you, man. And, and and more importantly, more than all this stuff, man, just a, a, an amazing, amazing uh, human being, man. Thank you so much, uh, Kevin, for coming to the show, man. We really appreciate it. Before I let you go, people want to find you. People want to connect with you. Where can they do so? Absolutely, man. KevinMarcusMiller.com. <laughs> I finally got that domain. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yes, there it, it is. Nice and simple, man. So, yeah, everything he needs right there. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you, Jose. Thank you.